Mrs. Burton, I'm Dr. Fletcher. Wanted to thank you so much for bringing your son in today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, it is Mrs. Burton. It's not. It's not Ms. Burton. It's Mrs. Oh, shit. Okay. Well. Anyways, uh, we got the test results back. Mm-hmm. And I did want to let you know that uh, the results are positive. That your son is. I hate to say this. Your son is bad at water parks. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Here's some pamphlets. Thank you. I how appreciate to deal that. <laughs> with how he just wants to swim. Yeah. When mm-hmm. the whole point of a water park is to see rides, different slides. Yeah. Interesting things. Mm-hmm. And your son came back a hundred and ten percent, just oh, wanting no. to dunk in the water. Oh no! I knew yes. it. I yes. knew it. It's uh. I thought it was mathematically impossible to be over 100%, but he is real, real bad. Yeah. That that does not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Um, considering the statistic of this, I feel like mm-hmm. most kids are at like a 20% of swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's really hard to hear. And as I said, 110%. That's insane. Yes. So... Uh, what would you recommend we do? You could drop him off at a fire station or like at a church. <laughs> All right, end scene. Okay. Welcome everyone to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. This is the podcast where we try to take our son to a fun water park and have a good time, but he just wants to chill in the wave pool. Uh, no, this is the podcast where we do a very minimal amount of research on a given topic, mm-hmm. uh, and we do this so that we can have fun and talk to each other and. Once talk a week. at you once a week. That's right. <laughs> yeah, usually on Mondays, but that, obviously today is not Monday. Uh, you know, we try to release on Mondays, but we had like water park day, and then drive home from Utah day, and then water park day. It's been a busy weekend. We had nothing in the tank yesterday to record, yeah. so we're like, let's just re- let's just release late and mm-hmm. hopefully have a modicum of energy that we're yes. bringing to this thing. Cause man. That's too much water parks. That's too much. I don't know if it's too much for me per, per okay. se. Um, you know, but I, you know I shouldn't what? Speak having for you. it back to back, I get how it's very tiring because you're in the sun all day. Yeah. You know, and that's going to wear you down. You know me. I'm not a heat boy. And we've had a whiny six year old both times. <laughs> yeah. So it gets to you. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And tip for anybody who has little kids maybe like feed them until they're about to puke before you go to the water park boy yeah because if you, they're at all hungry you want to fill them in on the water world situation yeah we get there about 10 15 is mm-hmm. our like time to to go in to enter the park enter they the park. stagger it now due to covid so yeah. yeah 10 15 was our window uh we get there of course we fed our son before we decided to drive down there and when Cup, we got piece there of toast Maybe a two. couple pieces of yeah. toast, you know, breakfast. Ask him if he's still hungry. No. We get there. We're waiting to get everybody ready to go. Cash, are you hungry? Now would be a, t- a good time to snack. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not hungry. We walk down to Journey to the Center of the Earth, which... Technically, it's Voyage to the Center voyage of the Earth. To so the center of the earth. Yeah. Yes. Voyage yeah. to the Center of the Earth. Yep. Uh, which is a really fun ride. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't been to Waterworld in uh, Thornton... Uh, it's it's one of uh, it's a ride that usually has a very long line. Yes. Because it's kind of one of the one of the big original rides they had there. Yes. And I know when I was a kid and my mom would take me, um, 
we would always like basically drop off our crap and make a beeline for Voyage to the Center of the Earth so we can get there before the line gets nuts. Yes. Yeah, so that's what we tried to do this time, mm-hmm. but didn't quite work. So we were in line for like... An hour and a half. Boy, that's right. That was a long time. Uh, yeah. About... And, and this was like right when I feel like it opened. I mean, this mm-hmm. is probably as close to the opening time as we could get. Yeah, there was a 945... Oh, time slot, okay, apparently. Right. So, you know, we were in the second time slot, and that just didn't cut it, folks. Because, you know, and, I mean, granted, that's a long time to be in line. It is. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, we were there with my cousins. Their kids were there. They were getting a little whiny, you know, mm-hmm. but appropriate levels. But, um, yeah. Cash decided to be hungry as the, soon as we enter the line. It's like he, we got in line, and he's like, oh, this is not what I want to be doing, so I'm going to complain about yeah. how hungry I am. Yeah. And then, yeah, of course, we, it's a long, long wait, you know, and he just wants to, he's like a little koala bear. He's hanging on you. He's hanging on me. Needs us to carry him. Yeah, doesn't want to walk. His legs don't work anymore. Which normally, you know, it's, it's fine, but it's hot as hell out. Yeah, yeah. We're in a wooded, like, what would you call it? Almost little, like a large gazebo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're, I mean, the lines are very close together, so you have a lot of bodies in this little gazebo type thing, and I'm sweating. I'm sweating off the sunscreen that we just put on. Yeah. And of course, we have a sunburn from the water park that we did in Utah. Yeah. Which does not feel good when you're sweating and you've got a kid hanging all over your shoulders. Um, so I was getting a little cranky. Yeah. Getting a little cranky. And uh, but yep. So we. Stuck it out. Had a, I think the kids had a really good time going through it. Yeah, yeah. To turn that frown upside down, I I was worried that it would scare Cash because oh, there's yeah. like robotic dinosaurs and stuff, and there's uh, it gets dark at times. Right. It can get loud. He loved it. He did. He had a blast. He had a great time. Yeah. Um. It was, and some of our cousins' kids did not. No, they. I think a yeah. couple of them might have cried. Our cousins <laughs> have three kids, and they were in. Uh, you're in a large tube. Um, and they were in the two behind us. They catch up to us eventually. And we can see my cousin, her husband, and their oldest kid. Yes. The other two apparently are like hunkered down in the center of the tube. Probably like, covering their eyes. Yeah. Oh, poor <laughs> guy. But it's they bounce back so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, they were resilient little kids because they were crying. But then they got out and then they were like immediately happy again. Yeah, they were completely fine. Yeah. And uh, yeah, of course... Uh, We've got to walk back to our little campsite area where we've got all our stuff to get a snack. Mm-hmm. But then as we're walking back, Cash is not hungry anymore because he wants to play in the wave pool. He wants to swim. He did. He did. Yep. So we, we had to cut through the wave pool to get to the campground. Um, well, our little camping site, whatever. Yeah. And he, he just kind of has a meltdown because I think he honestly was hungry. Yeah. And that we... He, yeah, he wanted to stay in the pool and yeah. hang out. That's like his niche right now. Is he's lear- he's kind of teaching himself how to swim, so it's very exciting. And he's t- you know seeing how long he can stay under the water, and mm-hmm. uh, which is great. I want him to be able to do that, but yeah. it's like we're at Water World. We yeah. gotta go and like do these fun rides. He can't delineate water park and pool. Right. He just sees water, swim, not not go get on tubes and go down rides and stuff like that. He doesn't really have time for that. He just wants to dunk under the water. So. Yep, so we had a little bit of a meltdown, a little bit of a scream sesh, yeah. and but then as soon as he ate a snack, he was right as rain. Yeah, he was good to go after that, yeah, so. For the most part. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, and, and now I'm the whiner, because, you know, I just, I, I'm, I'm a total indoor kid, 
you know, mm-hmm. um, especially growing up, uh, growing up chunky. Uh, <laughs> water parks, pools were not my forte. Ah. Um, but uh, trying to get more into it now, just like uh, there's a oh boy, some comedians I talked to who grew up chunky as well, and it's the whole like you look back and you're like, oh, I was wearing a t-shirt in the pool. Like it's not a good look. And they kind of talk about that. And I was one of those kids. I would wear a t-shirt in the pool. Oh really? Um, you know, and now there's like swim shirts, which are great, you know, yeah. protected from the sun. But just looking back on like how ashamed of my body I was uh, for an extremely long time. Like I really haven't liked pools mm-hmm. and it was nice. It's nice now having a kid. Cause it's like, it helps to redirect your attention. Mm-hmm. For some reason, it's very like when you have body issues. Yeah. You think everybody's looking at you. They think you're fat and gross and disgusting, and it's it's just hard to really enjoy yourself. Hard to kind of let loose and have a good time. Now it's like well, I got a kid who like who give, nobody gives a shit, right? You know? Um, and boy, that's freeing. Like mm-hmm. just these last couple times, it's like oh yeah, nobody nobody cares, and why would they? I'm right. You know, just one dude, you know, of hundreds or thousands of people in this park. Everybody's got different shapes, different body types. Like, everybody's just out here to get wet, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, uh, Staying cool in the sun. So, that was nice. Like, that was fun. Just kind of learning to disregard those negative mental blocks, those, that, that self-talk where you're like, oh, gross. Now, it's just like... You know, whatever. Yeah. Like my son wants to go swim in the pool, so I'm going to go chase after him and, you know, make sure he doesn't die. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that helps to redirect the attention. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, actually kind of a good segue into <clears throat> something that I've been into this, mm-hmm. well, I get, I don't know if it was this past week or if it was the week before. Oh, nobody gives a shit. It really <laughs> um, So, I did my first ever boudoir session when my sister was here that's right and so she's a a photographer and she's starting up a boudoir photography business in mesa arizona i love the way you say boudoir you really make a meal out of it and it's i do how do you say it well it's just like boudoir but you were like boudoir and it was like (laughs) you kind of stretched it out a little bit it was very fun i liked it a lot um but no she's based out of uh, mesa arizona Mm -hmm. and she's getting it off the ground so she needed to practice so she was out here after our trip to iowa and she stayed with garrett and i and then with my mom um to spend a little bit of time before she went back Mm -hmm. and yeah so she did a, a boudoir session for myself and my other sister and oh that's right yeah so obviously she, i didn't see your sister's photos right yeah um which i've yeah i've never done this before and i felt comfortable to do it because a it's my sister mm-hmm. you know she's seen me naked whatever um and and b i feel like i'm just at a point now in my life where it's like you know what celebrate how you look now that we're still kind of young yeah that we can appreciate i could appreciate my body now when yeah. I'm older yeah we're, we're, yeah, we're transitioning into a different part of life where it's like we still have those young moments, but mm-hmm. we like just more responsibility, more responsibility. Right. You know, so yeah, totally. And it I was some kind of freeing about doing this, which, mm-hmm. I mean, if you've never seen a boudoir session or if you've never done one, uh, it's basically to celebrate the woman's or men's body. You, uh, it helps to gain confidence if you've never really saw yourself as like sexy or 
uh, sensual or whatever. Um, because the way that the photog- if it's a good photographer, they're going to uh, guide you to different. Um, uh, I want to say positions. Yeah, positions seems right. Yeah, um, to take your photos. So the way that they do that makes your beauty stand out more than if you, it. At first, when I did it, I felt very awkward because I don't consider myself like a sexy woman. Um, so <laughs> she would position me, and I felt very strange because. And she's like, "Well, if it feels weird, it means that it's, it looks right." So I'm like, "Okay, that's weird," but. Um, <laughs> I was very stiff at the beginning and you could just, you could tell now looking back on the photos, like as we progressively went along, I kind of loosened up a little bit and like just a little bit softer, a little bit, you know, just Mm -hmm. getting Mm -hmm. into it a little bit more. Um, And it was a lot of fun and she did a great job with the photos. She does a little bit of editing on those. So with like lighting Um, and Garrett got to jump in on a couple of the photos with me and just a couple like more sensual couple photos yeah it was nice it was nice um and so she did an amazing job and you know since covid i've had gained about 15 pounds so i'm not like i wasn't really like a hundred percent like oh i've got a banging body whatever Mm. um because i just have this little little poochie thing happening and so this was a good way for me to just get a session going to gain that confidence again totally you know uh so she she did a phenomenal job and they turned out great and I can't wait to show you the photos, honey, because I think your book comes at the end of the month. But oh yeah, um, I I can't wait. I I mean, obviously, I think you're incredibly sexy. Um, but yeah, like you've never. I feel like you don't really harness that no. often. No, I don't. You know, um, which I every you know, you're just a very sexy, attractive woman. Oh, thank you. Um, so. It's not like I'm sitting over here like, gosh, she doesn't like, you know, powder lip and make, you know, <laughs> I don't know. But like, if, if, if you were ever to try to harness that stuff, like, of course I'd, I'd be totally into it. Right. Um, but I'm glad that this kind of helped to facilitate and hopefully, yeah, it shows you that you're incredibly sexy mm-hmm. and if you wanted to lean into that more you could but well it was nice to see the photos uh done because then it helped me realize like okay yeah i can be sexy yeah that's you know um but my mentality about my sex appeal i compare it to jess from new girl where someone's (laughs) like oh you're so beautiful and she's like stop it no i'm not you know like you just (laughs) you are a bit of a manic pixie dream girl sometimes that's (laughs) true that's true so that's where my mind goes if you know even when you call me sexy i'm like no stop it but uh you know you start playing a ukulele yeah back out of the room yeah yeah that happens all the time yep (laughs) um but no it was was a lot of fun and i think i would definitely uh do it again now that i kind of know what to expect and um yeah, so she did a phenomenal job. So if anybody lives in and around the Mesa, Arizona, she has a website, Black Raven Photography, mm, uh, or Black name. Raven Boudoir Photography, something like that. Nice. Uh, you should look at her up because she did an amazing job. But absolutely, what have you been into this weekend? So, or in general? Yeah, mine's mine's pretty simple. It's it's kind of a it's the little things mm-hmm. that sometimes just like floor you, just like oh man, this is awesome. So, uh, oh. 
a quick update. We did close on the purchase of our new home. Yeah. Yep. Um, there's a post occupancy, so we're not moving in for a few weeks. Um, but you know, it's in our name, so we are once again home homeowners, mm-hmm. which feels good. Um, but uh, so we got that taken care of, and uh, you know, I wanted to. I think I had to run to Shields anyways. I wanted to look for some stuff. Yes. Um, but I had cash with me, and I was like, you know what? He deserves. Like we're we're you know we're planning on getting some new appliances, mm-hmm. um, looking into maybe getting a Peloton bike for ourselves, um, but I'm like you know Cash deserves a little closing gift for, for sure. himself. So we're at Shields, they've got a toy section. I'm like yeah, man, let's let's pick something out, and he still gravitates towards kind of younger kid toys. He does. I don't remember I the name of the company, but it's a lot of wood toys, and uh, yeah. he loves numbers and letters. That's totally cool, but. I, I was thinking, like, you know what? I want to kind of push him to kind of get into some slightly more mature toys. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I no no shame by any means, but I want to kind of open, broaden his horizons, horizons a little bit. So I'm like, you know what? Let's, let's get away from the this younger kid section and let's see what else there is. Mm-hmm. And he found Hot Wheels tracks. I'm like, this is perfect. Because I'd like to get him into Legos, but he doesn't quite have the attention span um, maybe I should try and get him some smaller sets, but I'm worried that they're just, they're so small that he'll lose pieces yeah, or that it'll, it'll frustrate him. The process will frustrate him. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, of course I'd help him. I helped him with the Hot Wheels track, but, uh, you know, we're still kind of making our way there, but Hot Wheels, I'm like, this is perfect. Like mm-hmm. it's, there is assembly, which he loves, Yeah, but it's not small pieces. It's mostly larger track pieces. Like this is great. So got him a... Uh, gave him a few options of some sets he could get, and the sweet little boy chose the cheapest set. I was like, really? There's this Mario one that's like 20 bucks extra that's really dope. He's like, no, I want this one. All right. Fair is fair. So I get it home. We're putting it together, and they sent, they included a piece that is wrong. Uh, it was redundant. They, they had two of a certain track piece mm-hmm. instead of one track piece and then a separate track piece. So we couldn't we couldn't make the loop de loop in the track. It wasn't like it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey man, we can take this back and get a different one. He's like, no, that's fine. I'll make it work. He just want he wanted to play with this new toy. Yeah. And he did. He shot shot cars off ramps and had a good time. I'm like, all right, well that's fine, but I'm sure I can reach out to Hot Wheels and see if they can send me that part. Mm-hmm. That'd be that'd be awesome. And then I get it in a week or so. We make it work and it's all good. So I emailed Hot Wheels, which was super easy. I'm sure this stuff happens fairly yeah. often. So they make it real user-friendly. Um, just had to get like the specific uh, item number, the name of it, the, the parcel number, all this stuff. It's all on the packaging. I said, hey, it's just missing this piece. Um, can you please send me a replacement? I think the very next day they got back to me and said, hey, we don't have that piece, but we're going to send you a brand new bigger track. Which is very cool. And I was like, oh, that's that's really generous. That's mm-hmm. great. Um, and they're like, yeah, it could take like up to two weeks. I'm like, all right. Well, I told Cash, like, it'll, it'll be coming. And we get back from Utah. That that must have been like, what, Thursday that I that I mm-hmm. got the response back? Yeah. Um, and then the following Monday, we get back and it's there at the door. Which and is so cool. It's this cool big track that has three loop-de-loops, and you can launch cars and try and get them in a bucket, and you can do, like, different styles, and there's little modifications, like three types of tracks you can set up. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's phenomenal customer service. For sure. 
just get just back to quick, like get back to me quick. Turnaround time. They they went above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it was received quickly. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm Hot Wheels for life. <laughs> like that is, that's just great. You don't mm-hmm. get that very often. And uh, an, an issue I'm having right now is we rented a car to drive out to Utah and back, um, and we returned it. And uh, there's like an extra hundred and fifty dollar charge. Compared, Which we were not expecting. No, at compared all. to the estimate that they gave us. And uh, before we started recording, I was looking on Budget's website because we tried calling the other day, and believe it or not, the customer service line is like packed. Mm-hmm. So I was looking online, and I can't find anywhere to email them and say, "Hey, what's like? Why did you charge us an extra hundred fifty? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, well, I'm sh- they probably get that a lot, so they're like, uh, we'll just bury it so people don't complain. It's like, all right, well, I don't think we'll be using budget again anytime soon because this, yeah. is, this is uh, Bush League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess my what I'm hyped about is good customer service. And yeah, <laughs> and yeah guys, get out there and get your kids some Hot Wheels stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they don't need us advertising for them, but I was just, it was great. Yeah. It was a very great situation. Very minor inconvenience. Luckily, you know, Cash wasn't upset about it. But I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll reach out. Didn't expect much. They crushed it. Yeah. Yeah. Very so. impressed with that. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Fantastic. So. Um, well, and th- this month was uh, July to me. Yeah, we are in the we are in the dog days of July to me. So what do we have? We've got this week and next week, and then I think that's it. That's got to be it, right? I think. Yeah. Nineteenth, twenty sixth. Yeah, and then we'll do another watch along. Try to do another watch along the last Wednesday of the month. Oh yeah, we got to think of which uh, movie we want to do. Yeah, yeah. There's some good ones out there. We'll figure oh, yeah. it out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if you guys have any recommendations, uh, what you'd like to see for watch along? Um, I don't know that many people listen to our watch along episodes. Yeah, I don't know. So if you're if you think that we've been picking crappy movies, what have we done so far? Uh, we, well, did we did Jackass, and we did Happy Gilmore, or not Happy Gilmore. Uh, <laughs> Forrest, Forrest Gump. Gump, and The Long Kiss Goodnight. Yes. Yeah. So if you guys wanna want us to watch something that you'd like to to watch, chill out and watch with us, uh, please let us know. For sure. Yeah. Hit us up on the socials. Um. So for my assignment this week, I decided to go with the notorious show of cheaters. Y'all ever seen cheaters? cheaters? <laughs> so I feel like we've all probably seen. How How have you seen cheaters? Can you give me a context of like how you first watched Cheaters? Oh my gosh. Back in the day, I think it was just on TV and I just, you know, when you go like channel surfing mm-hmm. uh, and then you get a little bit of drama and then you're like, what's happening there? And I, I never really like stayed to watch episode after episode after yeah. episode. It's just kind of in passing. How yeah. Uh, so I think maybe a couple months ago I was talking about how uh, G4 was a channel that I watched in my early 20s. Yes. And it, it went away, um, but they're bringing it back now. Uh, one of the things that G4 did to fill its programming was they would do like a lot of reruns of American Ninja Warrior, mm-hmm. or actually just Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, later they did American, I think. But another program that they just filled, well, when they had like no original programming, they would just do marathons of cheaters. Oh my gosh. And that's how I first saw it. It was like I wanted to watch you know, X-Play for some video game reviews, or I wanted to watch Tack of the Show. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it's like, well, I guess I got two hours of cheaters <laughs> for <laughs> that. Uh, I guess I'll watch some cheaters. And yeah, that is a... Is it gross? It's gross. It, yeah. It's. I mean, all around it's gross. It's exploitative of gross habits. So yeah. it's gross all around, uh, in my opinion. 
And I realized, okay, so the, the show came out in 2000. Mm. Um, and I think it ended in like 2019 or something. Holy 2018, really? I think. They had like 10 oh seasons. Oh, I think. Um, yeah, when I first saw it, I was like, oh my gosh, these poor people. Like, I can't mm-hmm. believe that this is happening to them. Um, watching it now, I'm like, oh, I'm going to blow your mind. The show is fake. The show is so fake. Is it really? It's okay. The um, the amount of acting credits for these people is subpar. <laughs> right, 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 right. They, I mean, they are not Juilliard graduates. Is no, what you're saying. I mean, even the um, the host of Cheaters is terrible acting. Oh yeah. Uh, so I was used to a different host. Back in the day. So I think you might have been two. watching some newer ones, maybe. Yeah, so okay. when they first started out, there was, let's see, what's his name? Joey Greco? Yeah, that's. I think that's the dude I'm familiar with. Okay. Oh, I guess he did host for 10 season. yeah. seasons. Yeah. Um, seasons. And he apparently was allegedly stabbed by a cheating boyfriend. I, in one of the shows. I was wondering if you were going to get to that, because, yeah, that's my understanding, is there's an episode where he was stabbed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but apparently the uh, the girlfriend of the cheating boyfriend said it was actually staged. But, but mm. when people questioned, like when the media questioned Joey, he had no comment. He's like, oh, I, I can't discuss it because it's an ongoing investigation or whatever. Okay. Like, okay. I mean, I guess, yeah, if it's an ongoing investigation, he absolutely can't talk about it. Exactly. Huh. Interesting. So, who knows? Interesting. But the more that I watch the show, I'm like, yeah, it's probably staged. So, there's a distinction I want to make. Yeah. Because I'm a wrestling fan. Uh-huh. People will say wrestling is fake. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, absolutely not true. Right. Wrestling is staged. Story. Oh. It's, it's So, there is a narrative you're telling. Mm-hmm. There is a beginning, middle, and end. And you're... Goal as a wrestler is to achieve those narrative hits mm-hmm. while being an insane athlete, an incredible athletic performance. So right. the fact that these wrestlers get injured all the time, they risk their lives, and uh, wrestlers have died in the ring, that's where uh, fans will get upset and say wrestling is, is not fake because there are absolutely horrendous uh, complications and uh, there's a lot of risk involved, and that's that's disrespect, disrespectful disrespectful to say it's fake. Mm. It is staged. Right. Yeah, for narrative purposes. Yes. Like, you know, if somebody's taking a dive off the top rope, the mm-hmm. person they're diving onto, their goal is to catch them to make sure that they don't hurt themselves. Yes. You know, but that, the, the risk, I've, I've said what I've said. I, yes. I think I've made it clear. <clears throat> that, yeah. So would you say, in you, you watch some episodes, do you think that it is totally fake or that maybe parties are made aware of what's going on specific parties are made aware of what's going on and maybe they're trying to kind of turn it up for the camera and it doesn't it comes off as very disingenuous and bad hmm i don't know okay that's fair i don't know yeah yeah because (laughs) um i mean it, it feels staged to the I mean, it just, it seems like they're all, like, mediocre actors. So they, they kind of know, like, the storyline, mm-hmm. but what they say is, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, they're, like, really bad improvisers? Improvisers, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> what's, 
what what is this? Who who are these people? It got what? so bad. Okay, your name is Joey Gecko. What? Right. Okay. So the one that I watched a couple episodes, and I think I was kind of done after the fourth one I saw, um, because <laughs> well, hey, you you did you did your time. I mean, I started that's out more with like than anybody should have to watch your cheaters. <laughs> well, I went on YouTube to find like the best of cheaters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they show just like little clips of it. After the first clip, I'm like, ooh, this. Why did I choose this? Um, the best of in quotes. Yeah, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Um, but the the other host who took over, let's see, he hosted since 2012. That guy is bad. Is Clark Gable? Wait. This is Clark Gable the third. He is the grandson no. of Clark Gable the second, who is an award-winning, uh, Academy Award-winning actor, star of Gone in the Wind. Gone, yeah. Are Gone you with s- the Wind? Really? Yeah. So Grandpa's rolling in his grave. That guy was bad. Yeah, very bad. And I kind of like was I IMD beat him, and he's like, you know, I just felt like I really wanted to uh, bring the Clark Gable name back into the light and. <laughs> You know, because I feel like it skipped a generation or whatever. Huh. Um, but I'm like, well, the way you did it, buddy, was yeah, not at yeah, all. But yeah. I guess he was like, uh, he had modeled for like Prada when he was younger and, mm. and kind of started off kind of strong and then just made a bad decision of becoming a host of Cheaters. That's um, not typically a, 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 a launching point to stardom. No. I would say. Not at all. But on the same token, I remember Olivia Munn was on Attack of the Show again on G4 TV. Right. And I thought for sure that would be a a dead end, frankly. Mm. Um, but it really worked out in her benefit. Yeah. Um, also, hosts of Attack of the Show talked about typically people that hosted were truly into gaming, mm-hmm. uh, gaming culture, things like that. Uh uh, I believe uh, Allison Hayslip still does a lot of uh, D&D stuff. Oh, nice. Kevin Pereira is a lifelong gamer tech guy. Um, and everybody's talked about, like, Olivia Munn was not that. She was in it to uh, help her career and mm. help her get to Hollywood. Okay. And she achieved that. And yeah. I don't think that's necessarily bad. No. Um, I'm doing a big old tangent. But just saying... He must have been thinking, like, this will be my, my starting. People will point. say, you remember when Clark Gable III hosted <laughs> Cheaters? Yeah. And he'll thank Cheaters in his Oscar acceptance speech. And mm-hmm. I, I watched little bits. I was, you know, yeah, as, yeah. as is mm-hmm. our tradition, I'm walking by, you know, the bedroom. And I'll right. pop my head in. And, man, he, oh, he's, to- he's a total model. Yeah, the for guy, sure. That guy's a hunk and a half. But, man... Oh boy, he's yeah. You guys gotta watch it. It's it's insane. Well, sadly, he is no longer here. He died at age thirty. You you could have stopped me at any point and said, "Hey, stop, <laughs> <laughs> stop shitting on this dead man." Uh, well, no, I guess he he had uh, died of an overdose. Ah, uh, damn. I don't know uh, what year that was, but well, re- rest in power, buddy. That's uh, boy. Yeah. Um. I I feel god awful now. <laughs> Oh, shit. I'm sure he's an excellent uh, Person, I'm sure. Uh, Person, I'm sure he's a fantastic model. There is merit there. Not everybody's a great actor, and that's okay. Right. I mean, he just... um, Maybe that's just the way that he talks. Like, it just seemed very... um, Like the guy from the Visine commercials, just like really no inflection in the voice and monotoned. Are you talking about uh, Ben... 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 
the guy that did the he was in Ferris Bueller and he said Bueller. Yeah. Yep. Ben Stein. Yeah. yeah. The, his voice reminds me of Clark yeah. Gable's voice. Um, yeah, pretty monotone. Yeah, very monotone. So if you've never seen Cheaters, which again I'm sure you have, but basically somebody hires the team of cheaters and their detectives because they're suspecting that their significant other is cheating. Um, and they can't find any evidence themselves, so they require their assistance. Then the cheaters, the detectives, follow the cheater uh, for about a week or so. Um, and they get little, like, um, video clips of what they're up to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it might be them getting into a car with somebody, and then they go, and then you see them kissing or whatever. Um, so they have proof that this person is cheating. And then they bring it back to... Uh, the person that hired them and said, this is what we've found. Would we call that person the cheaty? Cheaty, yeah. Um, And as soon as they provide them with the evidence, they're like, oh, well, our detectives say that they're at this place, so let's let's go right now and confront them. And then they they bring them over there, and then it's this big old confrontation, and, you know, drama ensues. Mm. And so I I watched a couple, and I'm just going to kind of give you a gist of some of these because I was legit laughing out loud with some of these because it just was so hilarious to me and I think I understand why people really like the show because they know that it's staged or fake but they just find it hilarious how people ad-lib their quote-unquote character yeah um and what they do and what they say and how they present themselves um so the first one I watched was Amy. She suspects she's a nurse. She suspects that her boyfriend is cheating, and this boyfriend is a rapper, and mm. she provides for him financially. Um, that, so, that all makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, you know, at first, like, we had a, a great chemistry, and just now he just seems very distra- distant. He smokes a lot of weed, um, and she just doesn't feel like he's very present with her anymore. And that the only time that he... Um, is with her or is when he wants something. So she's like, a lot of the times he'll hang out with me or we'll spend the night together and, you know, then he'll ask me for money or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so the detectives follow him around and they see, and I guess he technically lives with his mom and they see him get into a car with this woman and they all go to like the park and smoke weed and then she'll drop him off and they'll embrace and they'll kiss and, She'll come over and stay the night or whatever. I just got to say very generous of you to call these people detectives. <laughs> I think that if they heard that, they'd be like, yes. Well, that's hell what yes. they say in the show. It's our detectives. Right? They call them detectives. Yeah, <laughs> they do, yeah. Um, so then, you know, they present Amy with this footage, and she's like, oh, my gosh. And they, I find it hilarious because they do these, like, little interviews at the very beginning of um, the shows where the TV kind of talks about the relationship and this person and just off the bat, I'm like, oh, this is really bad acting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's just no sincerity in her voice at all. And so she confronts him um, at, uh, oh, it was hilarious. <laughs> it was hilarious because uh, Clark Gable was like, so my detectives, you know, um, said that they're at a head shop, uh, that we can go there right now. And for some reason, he's like, do you know what a head shop is? And she's like, I think like a sex store, like, I don't know, you know, and he's like, well, no, it's the shop where you can get, you know, uh, Clark, stay on task. (laughs) Who gives a shit? Nobody cares. Right. (laughs) He's like, he's like really educating her. He's like, so there's, so there's vapes. There's, what is that? Like Kraton or some, I don't know. Thing that's out there. 
Yeah. But I just found it hilarious that she's like, really like oh, it's a head sex, shop culture. It's a yeah. sex shop because it's a head shop. Anyway. Honestly, that's not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Yeah. Um, so they go and she confronts him and is like, what the hell are you doing? And the girl that he's with is like, who the hell are you? Yeah. Um, and she's like, well, I'm his girlfriend. I saw a bit of this one. It was very funny. Hilarious. Yeah. So, of course, the girl that he's with has no idea. No idea that he's got a girlfriend. Yeah. Um, and says, well, I'm his girlfriend. Like we've been dating for like four months or something. Right. And, uh, so that she's automatically pissed. Right. And so she's going after Johnny. I mean, she's really. Yeah. Because as it seems like as the cheaty and the cheater go, like he's trying to just like remove them both from the situation so they can talk. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, Clark Gable. So weird to say. Clark Gable then takes, uh, the, the kind of side piece aside and educates her. As to so what's now happening. She, she is jilted as well. Right. They, he, Johnny, you said? Johnny. Johnny's not being fair to either of these ladies. No. So now it's, yeah, now it's like two against one. And and she, so Johnny's talking to his girlfriend, Chidi, um, Amy, I guess. And then all of a sudden the, the girl, his side piece comes up and just decks him in the face. Straight up punches him in the chin. She was behind him. So brought the fist around. around, not great leverage, but no. it's it's enough to get his attention, that's for sure. If somebody, even like a small child, came around and popped me in the jaw, I'd be like, right. oh, God, what? Yeah. Yeah. Like. So then um, he he walks away, because he's, he's basically now running away from his side piece, because she's coming yeah, after him. Right. And uh, sorry, I've got a little balloon cash, here cash I need is to. Here. Oh, is that what you need, bud? All right, we're tying up a balloon. There you go, buddy. What do you say? You're welcome. Um... So she's chasing after him, like, come and talk to him. I mean, she's going at it. Like, she's yeah. bickering with him. Um, and so <laughs> the whole time, I'm trying to figure out how long this whole confrontation took place. Because at some point, you see everybody on screen is, like, sweating. Because he's running away. They're running after him. Clark finally stops him and is like, okay, we're going to keep her away. She's not going to punch you, dude. Like, I've got a security team. Because mm-hmm. um, the whole time, he's like... Get, keep her away from me. You guys have security and you're not doing your effing job, you know? <laughs> and we're like, well, you're the cheater here. We don't yeah. really care what happens yeah. to you. Um, so then he's like, see, the, this is our, you know, proof of, of what you did. Do you want to see it? And so he's like, whatever. And he shows him a little bit of it. And then all of a sudden you see Johnny, he grabs the tablet and just books it, just takes off running. But why? I don't know. He thinks that's the only... I don't if he know. Just... <laughs> He's high, and so I think oh, it's fine. Oh, yeah, just... that'll, that'll do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just takes off running. So then Clark is like, oh, and he, he takes off running after him with some of the security team. And Clark uh, tackles them to the ground, and one of the security grabs nice. the tablet from him. And it, that's and this good for you, Clark. Whole kerfuffle, he ends up like, his shirt is like disintegrating off of him. He keeps getting rips through his shirt and uh then i think he's he kind of sobers up later on and uh amy is like i've had enough like you're cut off i'm not ever talking to you again Mm -hmm. she goes back in the van and he goes to follow her and sits down next to her and she's like no i don't want anything to do with you get out get out get out um so finally the security team is like dude you gotta get out you gotta get out and he won't he's still trying to to patch things up with her, I guess. Wow. So they grab him and, like, tackle him to the ground and be like, dude, you gotta leave. Like, she's done with you. Bye. Yeah. Uh, so he's like, whatever, whatever. And then he walks around the van, 
gets in the driver's seat. And in of my mind, van. I'm of the van. In my mind, I'm like, he's going to try and take off with her. Yeah. You know? But no, he gets in and he's, you know, trying to talk to her again. And then the security team comes and grabs him and tackles him to the ground right. again. I mean, he's committed. He's, <laughs> he's, he's committed to that. He's not committed to any single woman, but he's committed to no. trying to fix... Well, and it's hilarious wow. because they're like, you know, well, why did you do this? Like, you know, tell us your side of the story. Tell us what, what's going on. And he's like, well, I'm a, I'm a king. You know, a king's got to have bitches. And so <sighs> he's like, that's his mentality of having multiple ladies in his life. That's not that's not how you're a king. No. That's, there's, there's. Well, and I think even Clark was like, well, I'm pretty sure a king doesn't need, like, uh, the women to financially support him. Like, you know, very true. Very true. If anything, your mom is the queen because that's who you're living with. And that's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Just hilarious. And then, of course, they wrap it up at the end that Amy, you know, had nothing else to do with them. And then a side piece actually came back and and they're together again. Um, Yeah. Bad choice. Not a great choice. No. But I'm like, well, hey, hopefully he doesn't ever do it again because she really went after him. Like, yeah. Wanting to punch him and hit, hit him. And, yeah, yeah, she popped him pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I remember at one point I came in and I was asking you something. Mm-hmm. And then right when I finished talking, it was the cheater. Yeah. And he he looked in my direction from the TV and he said, shut your ass up. I, was like, <laughs> I forgot you can say shut your ass up. That's very funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was good timing. Yeah. Um, then there was a, another episode where this uh, bartender was dating, uh, I think he was kind of like a amateur film director or something. Hmm. Um, for like two and a half years, she's been with him. Interesting. Two cheaters in a row are artists. Yes. Artists. Yeah. Creative field. Yeah. I don't think there's anything really more to say about that. Mm. just think it's interesting. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, you know, I just really suspect that he's cheating because he doesn't what was it? Uh, he's been very distant. He doesn't really like... Um, oh, I think they might be living together, maybe. And you said you watched four episodes? I, yeah. Is that a pretty common thing? Is my significant other has become distant? Yeah, for the, yeah, for the most I part. I gotta imagine when you're getting cheated on, that's like the number one... Thing that like, you'll... They yeah. used to be around and now they're not. That's a pretty good indicator. Yeah, she's like, we don't on, ever yeah. go on dates anymore. She's like, well... You know, we'll be intimate together, but it's not on the regular. It's just every once in a while, and he's mm. always working late, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then they follow him around, and they realize, like, oh, well, you know, he sees... Or they see him on a date with another gal, and they see them kissing and having really long hugs, and um, nothing really past that. And then they, you know, show the bartender the footage, and she's like, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go confront him, you know? And so they said, okay, well, they're at this haunted house. My detective's there right now. Wait. Yeah. No, like, they're... <laughs> they're at a haunted house on a date. It's it's a haunted house that somebody has created for Halloween. Yeah. It's not that they went to the old McCall- McAllister's no. house where he killed his whole family. Right. Okay. <laughs> that would be very funny if they're just, like, breaking into a home. Like, they're at this haunted house, I guess. <laughs> Sorry. I'm... And then so... it turns into Ghostbusters, or, uh... That uh, that show where the bros try to hunt ghosts and they just end up screaming at ghosts for no reason. Oh, yeah. Dude, what was that? Was I that don't like remember. Ghost, ghost Hunters, Hunters or I think. Yeah, Ghost Hunters. Yeah. Why don't you say something, pussy? Another what? stage what? show. What, you think you're a big bad ghost? <laughs> oh, I love that show. Anyways. So yeah. That, um, but yeah, so then uh, they they get there to the haunted house and he's like, oh, you know, 
uh, Gomez is about to come out and let us know when it's time to go in. So Gomez, the detective, comes out and he's oh. dressed up in a pirate outfit. Okay, oh. because he's undercover oh. at this haunted house, right? I want to learn more about Gomez. I, know, I thought he hilarious. might have been a butler first, but I like that he's a detective and he is in it. He's in it. Hell yeah. Uh, so he's like, okay, ready to go. And this part was so funny to me. I get why they did it, but so uh, Clark is, is talking to the bartender in the van and you don't mm-hmm. see anybody else in the van. Then when he's like, all right, it's go time, everybody out, they start moving. And then all of a sudden you see two people pop up from the back of the van. Like they were laying down in the back seats. And all of a sudden they pop up like, okay, let's go. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because I think in the camera angle, I think they didn't want anybody behind Clark would have and like the cluttered the frame or something. Yeah, been distra- I got it. It got was it. hilarious because okay. as soon as he's like, "It's go time," then you just like uh, pops up and all right, let's go. You know, they pop up and they rub the sleep from their yep. eyes and they take their little sleeping cap off. Oh, hilarious! <laughs> so they go in there and uh, you know they take the bartender to her boyfriend, and because it's in the middle of this haunted house, mm-hmm. you see the, his side piece and she's screaming her head off because she just sees this person coming straight for the boyfriend and she's thinking like it's part of the haunted house you know coming out to scare us oh yeah and then all of a sudden the bartender just starts wailing on the boyfriend oh wow and now she's like wait a minute this isn't part of the haunted house yeah what is happening i'm pretty sure there's yeah not very common that the actors can actually touch like that's a universal haunted horror unless you sign a waiver and then they can you know the really i would never go to one of those haunted houses where like they could touch you no no thanks no why not at all i don't want strangers touching me but this poor woman is dressed up like a a baseball player exactly (laughs) is dressed up like a baseball player and then the guy is dressed up like uh president nixon and he's got a mask on and stuff um and so then they start getting into it in the middle of the haunted house and then finally you know, they, they leave and she's like, what the heck is going on? Who are you people? The side piece. Yeah. Um, and so then, of course, Clark kind of explains to her what's going on. She's like, he did not tell me he has a girlfriend. I, like, I just started dating him like a week or two ago. This is very mm. new. Uh, and she's like, I'm just an actress. He brought me in for a role in one of his films. And then he asked me out. And so. Oh, it's so weird. I've got my headshot here. If you want it, Clark. I can just, <laughs> I mean, I just, had, I've just got an extra. Just got it. I'm not going to do anything with it. So Here's if you signature. have anybody you want to give that to, it's yeah. totally fine. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, he comes out and he's like, no, I didn't tell her. And she doesn't, you know, um, and I guess he, what was his explanation? Something about, uh, oh, it just, it just kind of happened. Like I hired her to be an actress in this film. Mm -hmm. One thing led to another and now we're just kind of dating and whatever. Um, just general scumbag activity. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so then at the end of it, uh, I think the bartender's like, screw you. I don't want anything to do with you. You need to get out of my house. And the uh, the baseball chick is like, well, he was my right here, so I need to ride home. Like, I'm not going back with him. I don't want anything else to do with him. Side I'm piece, not going to. Yeah, the side piece. Yes, yes, yes. She's like, I'm not going to be in your film. Like, we're, we're done. This is yeah. stupid, you know. Good for her. Good for her, yeah. yeah. Um, Did so, she get a ride back with from, like, the cheaters crew? From Gomez. Or oh, from Gomez. Gomez? Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that's a classic Gomez move. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's like still in character. He's like, yar, I'll take you home. Because yeah. he's a pirate. Because he's Gomez the pirate. He was Gomez the pirate. Uh, and since we're getting a little bit long in time, I'm going to go over one more because I found this kind of fascinating. So uh-huh. we have Abdul. Abdul is a very, I don't remember what his job is, but he works all the time. Uh, provides for his his girlfriend who lives with him. Mm -hmm. And he is probably the most 
non-emotional person I think I've ever seen. Is that right? He's a younger guy. He's by mid-20s. I thought he was 23 and he 23. said he'd been dating his girlfriend for two years. I'm like, oh, yeah. they're young. They started young. I and mean, it, I, I thought yeah. when we were dating, but... Yeah. yeah, and I think he had like a promise ring for her or maybe gave it to her or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they're living together. He provides for her. And so then she has a, a guy that she is bringing over to the house all the time um, to hook up, have dinner, whatever, mm. uh, when Abdul is working. And this guy, like, so he, see, he sees the footage of, you know, her macking on this new dude. And he's, mm-hmm. the guy's like making himself at home. He's sitting there lounging on the couch, grabbing a beer. And he's like, this guy, like, legit is just making himself in my house or making himself at home at my house. And mm-hmm. so you could tell that he's upset, but his emotional and facial uh, just is nothing. Like it's just a stone face. So he's stone face, but he's just like, this makes me upset. And he's kind of a boring talker. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you're like, are you really upset? Like, is this, are you trying to act, but you're really, really bad at it? Yeah. Because then he gets in and he's like, where is he? <laughs> Where is he? Where is this guy that you're cheating on me with? And she's like, "What are you talking about? I don't. What guy? What? Do you, who are these people?" This really makes me want us to watch the movie The Room. Okay. Have you heard of that one? Uh, I don't know. If I uh, it's a very famous bad movie. Okay. And uh, yeah, the uh, the director writer is also the star, and he's he, really bad. Yeah. He's like one of his lines is "You're tearing me apart, Lisa," and like apparently he's just <laughs> this. This Abdul's giving me uh, uh, oh, of course Those he can't the guys. Yeah, he's giving me room vibes. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, then he's he's looking in every single room, and she's like, "What are you talking about? Who are these people, Abdul?" <laughs> and then he finds this guy. The guy comes out of the bathroom, and he's like, "Who are you?" <laughs> and he kind of like goes to attack. The guy. They just start like shaking each other's shoulders. He does. He's really? kind of, he's like kind of grabbing him by the. He's trying to get him in a headlock, and then the next scene is like him. Abdul, <laughs> stop! Taking, You're gonna kill him. He's taking his head and like shoving it in the toilet. Oh really? But I don't think he actually got anything on his face. I don't he know. He forgot to like lift the seat. Well, because the guy didn't <laughs> flush, so you just see urine in the toilet, oh. and he's like, "You like that? Whatever." What? Ew. I don't know. And so All then right, now it's getting sexy, and I then don't they, like that. <laughs> They break him up, and Abdul's like, explain yourself, Cassidy, or whatever her name was. And she's like, well, you knew that this was going to happen, Abdul. We haven't been together, and, you know, you're gone all the time. And he's like, because I'm providing for you. And (laughs) the amount of acting just makes me giggle just thinking about it. Yeah. Because then the side piece is like, knows that Abdul is with her, but he doesn't care, you know? Yeah. And so then Clark interviews the side guy, and he's like, did you know about it? He's like, yes, I knew. I'm the maintenance guy for this house, so I come over all the time, and we just kind of started hooking up. Mm. And uh, she's she's like, well, She lives in, like, a really shitty apartment, so he's got to come over all the time to... Actually, it's a house. It's Abdul's oh. house, and it's a nice one. And so I'm like, just How's a he? repair guy? A repair guy, I guess. I thought he was like a super in a in a apartment complex. Or yeah, something, no. But yeah, they just got real bad pipes, and he's there to 
fix fix those pipes. I guess. I think I was trying to make a sex pun, but I don't think that works. I don't think so. Anyways. It'd be the reverse, yeah. I think. But Oh yeah. Yeah, so she's like, We haven't loved we don't love each other, Abdul, and I think you know this. And he's like, I love you though and I it just <laughs> hilarious and of course they try to get into it again like the side guy is coming after abdul again with his shirt off apparently and mm, um I think, he, I think he takes his shirt off and like wipes his face so maybe he did get pee on his face i don't know it was just hilarious Fantastic. um and again it's just more of like pushing and shoving action and then uh yeah then they <laughs> she's like well i just let me get my stuff and you know like we'll we'll leave we'll leave and abdul goes outside and it, he's talking to Clark and Clark's like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? Oh, and this part was hilarious because I think it's like in the middle of a fight between the guys and Clark kind of grabs the gal and he's like, well, do you want to see the proof that we have of you cheating? Even though clearly we just saw you with this guy in your house. Yeah. And she's like, ah, what? I, I mean, I guess I don't, you know, <laughs> so he starts, I mean, it was like the, I, inopportune time for him to bring this up to her but you know i guess it's part of the show and he yeah, needs to show her um so then she's she sees a little bit and he's like you know is this you is this you and it's she's like well it's in my house so of course it's me yeah you know? yeah um so she's like yeah 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 whatever and so yeah so i think it just ended with like abdul outside and and clark's like do you want to get out of here dude and he's like yes like get me away from her um but again, like no emotion, just like, yes, get get me away from this woman. <laughs> um, it was just the whole cheater thing. I mean, it's entertaining because of the bad acting and the scenarios and the sentences that come out of the actor's mouths sometimes yeah. are just hilarious. The whole showing the cheater the proof seems silly, but I'm sure they're just looking to elicit a reaction. I think so. So, I mean, of course, it makes sense in that context. But, yeah, like, is this you? Well, and it's all redundant. Like, yeah. when they say at the very beginning, like, this is what our detec- detective found. So then they, they, sh- they, you know, show the footage there. And then when they bring the footage to the cheaty, they'll, they'll show the footage again with the yeah. guy's reaction. Yeah. And then they show the footage again with, sorry, the, uh, the cheater. So it's like, okay, we've seen the footage. We get it. I think we've talked about, like, when I was in, uh, I was going to uh, a community college. Yeah. Um, not long after high school. And I took a radio class. Mm-hmm. And they talked about, you know, the reason that if you're listening to radio for a long time, you hear them kind of do a lot of resets or maybe say the same thing or something very similar is that the common uh, radio listener, like, will tune in for 12 minutes. Mm. And then they're gone. And then there's fresh listeners. So you're always kind of resetting for the new listeners gotcha. uh, that are coming in since listeners are leaving and so on and so forth. So maybe that's what they're maybe doing? Maybe that's what they're doing. They know that nobody's going to watch a full episode of Cheaters. That, that was <laughs> They're going to pop sense. in and they'll watch it a little bit. And so it's like, oh, we got to show them the evidence again. Mm, that's, that's true. That's got to be what it is. That would make sense. <laughs> <clears throat> that does make sense. Yeah. yeah. But... Yeah, I, I just, I felt gross after watching the show. Okay. There was a couple funny parts, but overall I'm like, eh, I could do without, which is why I never really watched the show. I never watched it a ton, but I also, I wasn't really looking for like, if it's staged, if they're actors, I just kind of assumed, oh yeah, it's just about cheaters and it's a bunch of people that cheat on each other and like, right. I, but that's... Yeah, interesting, the idea that it's probably all staged anyways, mm-hmm. or at least a portion of them are. I'm sure they're 
might be some legitimate situations in that show, but you know, you you've I mean shit, they were running for how many years? You gotta you gotta crank out those episodes. There's probably a couple where it's like, yeah, we need to hire some actors and. Yeah, because I want to say when I first watched it back in the day, um, it seemed like the acting was better than the, okay. the episodes that I watched. Yeah. So I, unless I watched it later seasons when they actually got like pretty decent actors, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Maybe this is like one of the first couple seasons, but it was bad. Yeah. It was it, really bad. It looked it. Yeah. It looked it. Yeah. <laughs> But anyways. Anyways. I probably won't ever watch that show again. No, no. I'm, I don't think you committed more than like two hours to that show. Is that about right? If that. Because I feel like an episode on YouTube was like 20 minutes long. Oh, okay. So Good. they they would Good. fit in like two different scenarios in one episode. Yeah. Don't want to take up too much of your time. No. With, with yeah. cheaters. I was like, I could watch more, but mm, yeah. better not. So it seems like the takeaway from this is rest in peace, Clark mm-hmm. Gable. Junior, junior. Yes. Junior. The third. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's and the a second, bummer. I guess. Yeah. I mean, people got to work. You get a nice, steady-paying job, especially in the entertainment industry. Right. So I was hard on Clark. I apologize. He did not deserve that. <laughs> and we need more Gomez's in the world. That we do. Those hard-working detectives that will go undercover to find the truth. Thank yep. you, Gomez. Thank you, Gomez. Oh. Uh, Great work, honey. Thanks. Yeah, that was, uh, I'd say that was fun, but. Not really. Not really. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's uh, more or less going to do it for this episode. Uh, Since uh, Loki finished last week, we are going to take some time to talk about that, but we're going to say goodbye to everybody that uh, doesn't want to hear us spoil Loki. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, look forward to catching up with you again next week. Uh, again, if you have a movie you want us to watch for our monthly watch along, or if you just want to tell us we're doing an okay job, uh, you can uh, find us at Life Well Spent. Uh, what is it? Life Well Spent at Yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, uh, on the social media stuff, just like kind of look up Life Well Spent and you should and be able to find, find us. us. Yeah, Twitter is uh, at well underscore Garrett, so that one might be a little more esoteric, but the rest of the stuff, you can more or less find us. So. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to start saying find us on the social shit. Was oh, that yeah. part of a what, uh, podcast? That, yeah, I think that was uh, that was uh, uh, last podcast on the left. When we were driving through Utah, everybody was nice enough to let me listen to a good chunk of their six-part series on Mormonism, uh-huh. which was super fascinating. And yeah, we had my brother and his uh, significant other in the car, and they liked it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I'll always recommend last podcast on the left. Incredible research. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so find us on the social shit. You know, <laughs> do a little bit of Google, and you'll find it all. Uh, so thank you guys so much. We hope you have a fantastic week ahead of you. We'll, we will be back on Monday. Mm-hmm. We don't have any more big trips or anything planned. We're yeah. moving isn't coming up for a little while, so we should be able to release on time, on schedule. Uh, so thank you guys, as always, for joining us. Love you tons. And if you're hanging out with us for Loki, just uh, pretend I'm not saying any of this. But love you so much. Bye. Bye. Okay. I think this is the first time that a Marvel TV show has nailed the landing. Really? Yes. I thought the final episode was so great. Mm-hmm. 
And it didn't have a big, dumb monster, a big final battle. It was, I mean... More explaining. Yeah. Uh, it was a lot of conversation. But, uh, oh my goodness, uh, I always forget the actor's name that uh, played... Tom Hiddleston? No. Oh. Played uh, he... He who was left, he who is at the end. Last one left, Lant, whatever. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, he was in uh, Lovecraft Country. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was so magnetic and so watchable. His performance was so weird and so good. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah, I thought he did a really good job. Yeah, just his, his constant odd mannerisms like he's maybe he's a little insane but he's he also he had, he exudes confidence because he knows what's going to happen and um i well, think to I've, a point i think he knew yes what was exactly happen. uh so uh cosmonaut variety hour it's a guy in his 20s that kind of reviews stuff and he does a lot of marvel stuff mm-hmm. and so he did a review of loki and he talked about uh, this actor's portrayal and about how when he reaches a point, when he reaches the point in the episode where he no longer knows what's going to happen, the camera just stays on him as his mannerisms change, as his posture changes, as he he realizes he is now in foreign territory and he is no longer in control. Hmm. But also, he seems to still have a broad... He, he knows... That this isn't the end. He knows that there are unlimited realities and universes. So, you know, when Sylvie stabs him at the end, he says, you know, I'll see you soon. Right. Like, he's not, he doesn't become like a whimpering child or anything. It's just that he is, it's almost like his his alertness goes up. Because he doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen. And it's, right. god damn, it's good. I, I mean, incredible performances throughout the entire show. Right, yeah. Tom Hiddleston crushed it. The woman that played Sylvie was great. Um, Owen Wilson was insane. He was so oh, damn he good. He was so good. So good. Um, yeah, I I I want to watch the final episode again, uh, just because. I mean, everybody knows and assumes that it is Kang the Conqueror. Yeah. Because that actor has been confirmed to play that role in mm-hmm. uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Okay. Um, but that's obviously going to be a different Kang. Mm-hmm. This Kang did not go by Kang. He went by uh, He Who Remains. Maybe that's that was it. it? Yep. Okay. He Who Remains. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought a great conclusion. Like they threw in a little bit of Loki and Sylvie fighting, and I think that worked because you need some sort of physical confrontation. Right. But just the... It was still a confrontation. It was them, you know finally reaching their goal and then of course there's confrontation between right our, our like, heroes mm-hmm. but uh but just the just i could hear that dude talk all day it was endlessly entertaining and interesting as opposed to like a fight scene where the camera's up close and it's shaking it's like none of that's like that's not interesting mm-hmm. we've seen that so many times but to see an actor act his balls off mm-hmm. is very very interesting right yeah I mean, knowing that he's kind of, you know, they they found him and he explains, like, why he invented the TVA um, to kind of keep a, this this particular timeline going. Mm-hmm. Um, to basically 
not allow more conflict because of the war that happened between all right. the kings. Yeah. So it was interesting to me. I mean, I get because Sylvie was like really angry because she was like uprooted from her life. Yeah. Um, totally. But to know like, okay, if I kill this guy, that there's going to be other timelines with even worse Kang the Conquerors. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to do that? To me, it was just more so of like revenge that really drove her to kill him. Yes, she was very short-sighted, but you know, or she's, didn't believe she's, him probably. Yes, that as well. She was just she was obsessed with her final goal. Yeah. Whereas Loki, um, with seeing his the you know his past, present, and future, if he wasn't taken out of TVA, mm-hmm. um, and just his interactions in the time stream and with Owen Wilson he had kind of a broader perspective yeah but Sylvie was just focused on revenge focused on recompense for being ripped from her timeline right um and having to be on the run for her entire life up to that point so um, like I, I get the anger and I get that she yeah. why she wouldn't trust him I guess but now, hopefully, she's like, oh, crap, what did I just do? Yeah, I th- I think they were very true to the characters in that final episode. The character yeah. motivations that they chose to stick with mm-hmm. felt genuine and earned mm-hmm. and valid. And that's, yeah, no, like, weird heel turns at the end. It was all consistent and made sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just uh, incredibly... Uh, well-executed finale. I wonder if they were concerned that people would, like, be bored with that ending. Um, but... I mean, I think I was expecting more um, action yeah. than I think I saw. Um, I don't think I hated the ending. Mm-hmm. I like that they concluded everything and explained everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think I was just wanting maybe just a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Maybe just, just a little, you okay. know? Um, but there was a, a TikTok, t- top, gosh, TikTok group that I follow that talk about um, Marvel and like the connections between Loki and some of the other timelines of the Marvel universe. Um, and I want to try and because I don't think I showed you this one, honey. So let me see if I can yeah. find it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really kind of fascinating to hear. Okay, so this is a a theory that they have. Have you heard of the Loki theory? No. So we all know Loki's two episodes in so far, and he's stuck in the TVA. And the TVA stands for Time Variance Authority. Oh, wait a minute. So this is where the theory comes in. There's a theory that Loki in the TVA is actually stuck in the Quantum Realm. Wait, how? Remember in Ant-Man and the Wasp when they're in the Quantum Realm? You see, like, a city in the distance? Oh, I remember that. That's the TVA. What? Remember the Wasp mom was stuck in the Quantum Realm? And she said that time moves differently in the Quantum Realm. Uh Uh-huh. And then Ant-Man got stuck in the Quantum Realm, and he thought he was there for five minutes, but he was there for five years. And he said that time moves differently in the Quantum Realm. Yeah. So then Loki he asked Mobius, how long have you been here for? And Mobius tells him, I don't know, time moves differently in the TVA. Wait. So Mobius and Loki time travel using the TVA through the quantum realm? And guess who else used the quantum realm to time travel? The Avengers. Oh my gosh, yeah. And get this, new Ant-Man and the Wasp movie is called Quantumania, and it takes place in the quantum realm. And the main villain is Kane the Conqueror, and Kane the Conqueror is one of the timekeepers in the show Loki. Wait, what the heck? Confirming that they may actually Which... be in the quantum realm. Wait, this is crazy how much sense it's making. Right? Have you heard of the Loki? Not, not totally accurate, but... They, you know, they said it was just the second episode, so... Right, and I think, um, so this is at Just the Nobodies on TikTok, if you guys want to follow them. They have really fun theories that they go over. Uh, This isn't the one that I was thinking of, but I'm glad that I played it. The one that I was thinking of was they kind of compared, there was a 
the same, uh, let's see, so the last episode of Loki and the last episode of WandaVision, at the very same time in the episode, mm-hmm. there's things that happen between the two. Okay. That that connected them. So, for instance, I think it was Kane the Conqueror. You know when he was like, oh, what? Like you kind of hear a big noise, mm-hmm. and you hear, and he's like, oh, and he he makes some type of like uh, recognition of, oh, I wonder what that was, or or oh, something happened. Um, at that same time in Wandavision is when she really um, gained like all of her powers against, uh, and she kind of turned into oh, Scarlet okay. Witch. Yeah. Uh, with Agatha, and then there was a point where Kane the Conqueror like pick something up and then he drops it on the table and that's when Agatha at the very same time dropped down to the floor or dropped to the ground interesting so it'd be like the same time code or whatever in each episode yeah oh cool that was really cool yeah so I'm like ooh this like I love those type of theories that they can kind of like that's, put together that's really fascinating I'd heard a Oh, geez, that YouTube channel that I usually watch, uh, New Rockstars. Mm. Um, they they do a really good job, and he was talking about uh, what is a very likely possibility is that when uh, He Who Remains was stabbed, that is very likely uh, when WandaVision was, she was studying those texts, mm. astral projecting and studying the texts, and then she heard her kids. It's possible that when He Who Remains was killed and the timelines mm-hmm. splintered, then maybe that's where she is hearing her kids in a in an alternate timeline in a different uh, reality. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So that's that's more of a how Loki affected Wanda. But I Right. I think I'm taking for granted how powerful Wanda is. She is known as being like I don't remember the exact terminology, but basically having she has reality altering powers. Yeah. So it's possible that Wanda <clears throat> alone you know, with or without Kang can be a facilitator for creating alternate mm-hmm. realities. I mean, she did that in House of M. You know, yeah. she created a whole reality where mutants were the dominant species. Right. Um, so, yeah, very interesting. Super interesting, Yes. Yeah. Sound fascinating. Why did, why did that scare me? Hey, buddy, you scared me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, so the... Uh, this was just the end of the episode, not a post-credits, but at the end of the episode where Loki shows up the TVA, they don't know who he is, and Loki sees the uh, statue of He Who Remains, a.k.a. Kane the Conqueror. Yeah. Um, people are kind of theorizing, is is he in a different time stream? Is he Has he returned to the realm that he's in and it's been altered somehow? Mm-hmm. I think that he just landed in an alternate reality mm-hmm. where Kang has already... He is King the Conqueror, you know. Mm-hmm. He is looking to um, start dominating other realities. So right. that's that's my take. But I kind of wish there was another, an additional, like, post-credits thing. Because the post-credits in this one was just Loki will return for season two. Right. But we haven't seen that yet in the, uh, uh, the Disney Plus shows. So it's cool that, I, I guess, uh, on the new Rockstar shows was talking about, uh, the YouTube channel was talking about how... It had already been confirmed, mm-hmm. but maybe just to, like, make sure everybody knows. Right. You know, for people that don't, you know, check out websites or mm-hmm. YouTube channels on Disney Plus shows, then they can see, like, oh, there will be a Loki season two. That's great. Yeah. Um, so, Which is exciting still. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, 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 again, I really like Cosmonaut Variety Hour stuff. I think he is 
uh, has a great mind. I don't always agree with his stuff, but he is he is just very smart. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talked about, like, this is the first uh, show that I'm like, yes, I want more. Yeah. Uh, WandaVision, it felt like a contained story. I agree with that. I think if they wanted to do another season of WandaVision, I'd be okay with it. But it, it, of course, wouldn't be the same format. Right. So I almost think that one was fantastic, but leave mm-hmm. it be. And yeah. just maybe continue that story in Doctor <clears throat> Strange, in other things. Right. Um, and then, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier, it's just as these like shows come out that are so interesting and unique, it shows how, by the numbers, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is. Yeah. Not, not bad, but just... I think it's going to be pretty, I think it is pretty forgettable and nobody will be talking about it in a few years. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to kind of be something that happened and probably just forwards the narrative for the new movies coming out, mm-hmm. you know, and the tie-in to Black Widow. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with, again, this is not my original take. This is from Cosmonaut uh, Variety Hour. He He's totally right. Like... Loki season two is such a welcome treat coming up in right. the next year or two. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. that's exciting. Yeah. 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 And, and then what do we have? Uh, what's coming up next? What if? And what if? What if it's coming up September? next? Yes. Uh, yeah. No, August. Mid-August oh. is when that starts. Yeah, and then uh, I want to say uh, Sang-Chi and the Ten Rings. That's mm-hmm. uh, September. Oh, okay. And then... Eternals is November. There's a Disney Plus show coming out in October. I don't remember which one. Oh, you know, that might be Hawkeye somewhere around there. That sounds right. Hawkeye's coming out sometime soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, I keep forgetting that uh, I believe the new Spider-Man movie's coming out end of this year. Mm, Does that yeah. sound right? Yeah. So. Yeah, around Christmas time, I thought. Yeah, there's uh, talk of this new multiverse happening. Um, obviously, it's going to show up in What If, because mm-hmm. What If is... Those comics are all about alternate timelines. That's right. the whole point of what if, is what if this crazy shit happened in this alternate timeline, we can have fun with it without affecting the proper uh, Marvel 616 storyline. Yes. It's a way to experiment and have fun with characters. Um, but for a proper mainline MCU film, definitely seems like we'll see repercussions from Loki in Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Possibly the Eternals. I, I don't. I just don't know much about the Eternals. Just love how connected everything's going to be. Yeah, continues to be connected. But yeah, it, you know, five six years ago there was the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. the MCU, and then there was the Netflix shows, and they never brought the two together. I think there might be a possibility for the characters that were established in the Netflix series mm-hmm. to be brought in, but I honestly think they might just leave it all behind. Yeah. I'll be curious to see. I guess, you know, with them opening up the multiverse, that would be a nice, convenient way to bring in, you know, Luke Cage and have the same actor portray True. him. Yeah. And same actor that did Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Um, they can definitely do something new with Iron Fist because that wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Finally, finally, a Disney Plus show... It has massive implications going forward. WandaVision had that, mm-hmm. but this one really, like, we're seeing how uh, Marvel buying back characters from Fox um, and, well, not really Sony, maybe a little, no, I don't think Sony, mostly Fox, um, how 
they are going to be introduced yeah. going forward. So, so cool. Can't wait. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think I was telling my brother like this. Loki feels like absolutely required watch to stay up on the MCU and to see what the MCU is going to do moving forward. WandaVision's also in there. Mm-hmm. I do. I still. I feel like you can probably skip. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I think they're going to provide context in the films. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the reveal at the end of Black Widow with Florence Pugh meeting up with Val. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, if you watched the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you're like, oh, I understand what that is. But you also kind of get it in context. Like, she is a shady uh, figure that has hired Florence Pugh to mm-hmm. kill. Clint Barton. Yes. Like, you don't really need Falcon and Winter Soldier for that, necessarily. Right. We'll see what it's like going forward, though. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. It's... Yeah, if anybody wants to stay up on the MCU, you gotta watch Loki. Mm-hmm. I think. And, it's, it, and it's incredibly enjoyable. Yeah. I, I... When they first started coming out, I was bummed. It was only, like, six episodes. You know, six to eight episodes, I think, is all the MCU yeah. shows are. Very short. I think it's perfect. Yeah. I, I, now I'm... I'm I'm, they're not overstaying their welcome. Mm-hmm. They're a lot extra of things happen MCU. in each episode. Yeah, it's an extra long Marvel film, mm-hmm. and that's perfect. Very fun. Yes. So, well, thanks for sticking around with us, guys, and spoiling Loki. Yeah, of course. Let us know what you thought of it. If you dug it like us, or if you thought they should have done some stuff different, we always love to talk about uh, Marvels. Yeah. Marvel stuff. So, yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.